There are so many people in this world that are not living their best life because of fear, putting up this shield that literally prevents themselves from having what they want. Welcome to Through the Tunnel, a Game Change Productions podcast that dives into sports and the life lessons that can be learned from them. The podcast is inspired by the book of the same name, written by Game Change co-founders Paul McDonald and yours truly, Jack Barrage. On the show today, Paul and I are joined by Bowling Green Athletics Life Coach, Dr. Michael Brown. We discuss with Dr. Brown the various ways he advises the student athletes and executives he works with on how to overcome fears and anxieties that might be holding them back. We hope you enjoy the show, and please check us out at GameChangeNation.com or on one of our social media pages. Michael, I think a challenge that a lot of people have is they get caught in their comfort zone and they're really afraid to try new things and get out of that comfort zone. And it holds a lot of people back. How do you help people move past those fears so they can become the best version of themselves? You said it. We don't like risk. We don't like uncertainty. We prefer to know what's going on. It goes back to control. But I think one of the things we need to understand is that fear doesn't decide. I do. And so with that said, I need to be able to face my fears. The reality is, on any given day, I'm probably going to be a little bit afraid of something. So the, the goal is not to dispel the fears and pretend they don't exist, but to actually face them, move past them, and actually deal with them. Now, the way I would suggest doing that is to identify them, to investigate them, and to incriminate them. Meaning this, that I need to say, oh my goodness, I'm actually afraid of this. I feel afraid. And just to say that, to a friend preferably, or a family member, or someone you trust, but to say, I feel afraid. But then also investigate, what is it that I'm afraid of? Is it loss? Is it failure? Um, is it a poor reputation? Is it that I'm not gonna achieve my dreams? We tend to always think too, there's like just one path, one answer, one person, one career. We always feel like we're gonna make a wrong decision, right. particularly when it comes to decision making, but then you need to incriminate it. You need to look at that fear in the eye and say, you know what? I am not going to be afraid. In fact, the thing I'm afraid of, quite honestly, probably is never going to happen. Right. I mean, so we spent all this energy being yeah. afraid yeah. of something that isn't even real. And, and, and that's even what worry is. Worrying is tied to fear. Worrying is borrowing sorrow from tomorrow mm -hmm. and dragging it into today. Mm -hmm. And so I'm basically experiencing this fear of something and I'm gonna live it now and then, if it actually happens, but most of the time it doesn't. Yeah, but it's the same feeling, right? Biochemically in the brain of imagining a fear happening yeah. and it being real, like you're running from someone that's trying to harm you. And, and to be able to say out loud, for instance, if I was giving a speech, or even today I'm on a podcast, what if I don't do very well on this podcast and I'm afraid I'm, you know, gonna perform poorly and Jack and Paul are gonna think, you know, I don't do a very good job, they're not inviting me out. I just need to be able to say that out loud. You know what, going into this podcast, I'm afraid. The very fact that I say that, which I'm not afraid, but if I did, we're afraid, but the very fact that I said it out loud, the fear is dispelled. Right. Mm -hmm. I used to have a fear of public speaking, which I think is like number two on people's list so, of public yeah. speaking. It's really up there. Next to death. And I, I mean, worse than death. I, I, I honestly, I think it might be. If, if it's not, it's one, two, three, and it's in the, in the top three, but fear of public speaking. And I remember one time going and doing a speech in front of uh, the local Port of Los Angeles Harbor Commission. And I have to say, 
it was probably one of the worst speeches ever given. <laughs> I just, the opposite of killed it. I just stumbled through it. Everything I tried to say didn't make sense. And I kind of, I knew it. I walked out there going, man, that sucked. Well, here's why, here's why I tell the story. This was in the early days of like bulletin boards and things like that. And there was a local San Pedro bulletin board. And I'm reading people talking about me saying, that Jack Barrage, who at the time I was the head of a guy of the magazine called San Pedro Magazine, that Jack Barrage from San Pedro Magazine, he is kind of an imbecile. And they were oh just, they went off. And, I, and I'm reading it and it's all this sort of stuff. Oh gosh. And no, but here's the thing, here's the thing. I found it hilarious. I was laughing so hard, I actually brought my wife in, I brought in Denise, and said, <laughs> you gotta read this stuff. And we sat there reading this stuff, people talking about how stupid I was, and I, it was actually quite funny. And here's, here's the point of the point, is after this like terrible embarrassment, after this public humiliation, whatever you wanna call it, people telling me I was stupid, it didn't bother me at all. I was like, you know what, I had a bad day, it didn't give a good speech, people thought I was dumb, who cares? And so I think that the idea though of having gone in there and doing that would have been way more terrifying yeah. than what the outcome was. Well, and to, and to use your illustration, if I could take it a step further, if I was coaching you and counseling you through this process, I would say, I want you to imagine giving this big speech. And I would say to you, Jack, I want you to imagine what is the worst thing that can happen? Right. And actually go there. The worst thing that can happen is I'm gonna fumble over my words, that it's not gonna go very well, and that people are gonna print the fact that I'm an imbecile sit in that for a minute and go, that's the worst that can happen. And I think in many ways, even for our student athletes and for since we're in the athletic context, you know, what is the worst that can happen? I'm going to lose the game. I'm going to miss the layup. I'm going to throw an interception. I'm going to not meet my best time. And then sit in that for a second. What is going to happen? What's the worst that can happen? You know, obviously I work with your son, Paul, and Matt and I have chatted a lot, obviously, at Bowling Green State University as I yeah. uh, spend time with him, and he's become, obviously, a dear friend. But I'll never forget the one time Matthew looked at me, and as we were going into a big game, and he actually said, I said, how are you feeling? And he was obviously intense, and he was focused, and he was ready to win. But he looked at me and said, it's a football game. It's a football game. Yeah. And I'm sure in many ways he was telling himself that. Yes, he was sure. speaking yes, because yes. he might not have been feeling that deep inside. Right. But I was like, exactly. Right. Yeah. It's a football game. Yeah. And, and, and to kind of acknowledge that, I mean, I'm sure if he was feeling fear or anxiety or tension, I want him to be fierce, but I don't want him to be fearful. Right. I want him to be focused, but I don't want him to be fearful. I want him to be all in, but I don't want him to be afraid because fear actually is counterproductive. It actually yeah. drains right. the life it does. out of us. It's not productive at all. So don't we need to reimagine as you suggested, the consequences of failing and what that would mean? I mean, re sort of look at, okay, like you said, what's the worst that can happen? Can we also uh, reimagine that, so what, like we're talking yeah. about? Well, that's why I like Who this cares? idea of, that's why Doesn't I like matter. this idea of win or learn. Yeah. So for instance, I win, that's awesome. Right. If I lose, right. I just learn so much. In fact, is it possible that at times when I fail, it serves me better. I actually worked with a coach at a collegiate level who uh, was doing really well, had this winning streak, but then all of a sudden had this major loss. And this coach looked at me and said, DMB, that's the best thing that could have happened to us in preparation for the tournament because the guys were getting a little bit lazy, a little bit entitled, a little bit. And so almost that loss, that failure was actually an opportunity now. 
I mean, you think of it's all dimensions of our life. Mm -hmm. Failure really is unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. really not yeah. failure. Right. Failure is, honestly, there's only one way to fail. There's only one thing that is truly failing. And that is the point when we come into our lives and say, I give up. Right. I'm not doing that. I quit. If you don't quit, oh, you're gonna keep growing. You're gonna keep pushing on, you're gonna keep evolving. It's when we just say, I'm not gonna do that anymore. Now you keep pressing on, you have tenacity, you push past, move past the right. fear. I'm gonna ask you a question. So if I'm 50 years old and I've kind of settled into my life and I'm very comfortable in it, not happy, but comfortable, and I have even to myself acknowledged that I've kind of given up. Like these things I wanted in my life one time for me are no longer there. I just don't have that spark. How would I reignite that? How do I find my way past that fear of realizing that I can still do these things in my life that I had once maybe before dreamed about but have lost since? Well, I think it's important in any season of life or at any point to realize that today is the first day of the rest of my life. Yeah. That today is indeed a fresh start. It's a new opportunity. We tend to think that I'm on this like snowball avalanche where it's like I can't stop. At any point I can stop and say, enough. Yeah. Turn. Now, again, what happens typically is we focus on change mm -hmm. instead of focusing on choices. Mm -hmm. So I'll say to people, particularly a 50-year-old who would say that, I'd say, here's the deal. You can't change, but you can choose. Because if you focus on changing, because that's what's happening. It's like, right. I, can't change, I can't change, but you can choose the next choice you make followed by the next choice you make. You start compounding those choices. You start building those choices. They begin In 21 days, you have a new habit. In 90 days, you literally have a new perspective and a new lifestyle. And things begin, but you have to keep building toward that. But it's one choice at a time. If you look at Mount Everest and think, I'm gonna climb that, you're like, oh, no way. Right. But if you put your head down and you go one step at a time, one choice at a time, and it's, yeah. oh, here we are. I have that challenge sometimes. I get overwhelmed by, by the magnitude of the Mount Everest. And you realize, the next day when you're when you're actually starting to make that climb one step at a time it becomes much easier than you ever thought it would because you do take it just one step at a time and not you know climb it in one leaping bounding up to and the top of the mountain. you used a word that I think is really important and in, in, in culture today we see this with athletes we see this with coaches we see this everywhere is that people at times are feeling overwhelmed mm -hmm. and the reason they're feeling overwhelmed is because they have underestimated the power of a choice that more can happen in five minutes than in five weeks if we're intentional. And so being overwhelmed is a normal thing, but to actually look at that and to say, I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I'm gonna connect this fear, this overwhelm, this anxiety with a choice right now. What is the next choice I can make? And, and then just focus on that. And that's how I think we move past fear. We talked about at the beginning. It is saying it out loud inviting people in the conversation. It's investigating it. It's actually looking at it and saying, you know, the thing that I'm imagining right now it's probably not going to happen. And even if it is, I'm going to be okay. That perspective is what gives us the ability to on a daily basis, in both the big things and the little things, in both the athletic competitions and in relationships, to move through fear. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Through the Tunnel. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review it. It'll really help others who love sports and the lessons they provide to find the show and together create Game Change Nation, a community that is dedicated to lifting each other up. Also, we'd love to hear your stories, so please visit GameChangeNation.com or any of our social media pages to give us your take on sports and life. And finally, check out our book. 
through the tunnel, which is now available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening and have an awesome day.